Hallelujah. It's my privilege and pleasure to uh, introduce our brother and our speaker for these three days. He is the vicar of the Church of Divine Love at MCC Onicha. He's uh, an archdeacon there. And he, incidentally, is the chancellor of the Diocese of Ipo and one-time national legal advisor for Scripture Union. He's particularly special to me. We've had the privilege of serving together in 1988-1989 in the Christian Union Fellowship. He's someone who has continued consistently in serving the Lord, ministering in the shores and outside the shores of Nigeria. Our dear brother, Venerable Barrister Dr. Emmanuel Isugo. Adonai, we worship you. Thank you for this day, and we thank you for the gathering of your people, which shall be unto you. Lord, when you want to bless a people, you give them your word. Speak to us the word of eternal life, so that through this word we will live, and as we live, we may die no more. May the entrance of your word give us light, and may it give understanding to the simple. So help us to hide your word in our hearts, so that we don't sin against you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Good evening, God's own people. Um, I have to let me express my gratitude to God who has graciously brought me to this place, this chapel, and uh, to fellowship with you. I'm also grateful to the Archbishop of the province of Enugu and the Bishop of Enugu Diocese for kindly permitting me to be here, and um, I'm grateful to the leaders of this chapel, the chaplain, and all the uh, officers who work with him, the priests, the clergy, and the laity who work with him, and to all the members of the congregation, I'm grateful. The Lord bless you. 
the just like you can see it is be strong and courageous be strong and courageous let's read second chronicles chapter 15 second chronicles chapter 15 now the spirit of god came upon azariah the son of all dead and he went out to meet Asa, and he said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you, and if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time Israel had been without the true God without a teaching priest, and without law. But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord, to the Lord God of Israel, and sought him, he was found by them. And in those times there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in, but great turmoil was on, the, on all the inhabitants of the land. So, nation was destroyed by nation, and the city was destroyed by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. But you, be strong, and do not let your hand be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. But you, be strong. Be strong. And be courageous. Be strong. And do not let your hand be weak. Because your work will be rewarded. This man was speaking to Asa. The Spirit of God came unto upon Azariah. And Azariah was speaking to Asa. If you go back, if you read back, maybe chapter 14, you will see that when Asa ascended the throne, Asa began some reforms. He broke down the idols, destroyed the images. All of them is destroyed all of them, and then he beckoned on the people to come and worship the true God, that all of them would worship the true God. And they began to worship the true God. That I'm talking to you about uh, chapter 14. And then, if you get to chapter 9, I'm just, I want to lay a little foundation so you can see. Then when you get to chapter 9 of uh, to verse 9 of chapter 14. It says, Then Zerah the Ethiopian came out against them with an army of a million men and the 300,000 chariots. And he came to Maresha. So Asa went out against him and they set the troops. And they set the troops 
in battle, in a race, in the valley of Zephatah at Matanesha. And Asa cried out to the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or those who have no power. Help us, O Lord. So you can see, Asa began to seek the Lord, and he found the Lord. Asa began some reformation. And as he was reforming, the Bible says that Ethiopians, Zerah the Ethiopian came out against Asa to fight against Asa, to fight against Judah. And uh, he came out with a million soldiers and uh, 300 chariots. And uh, Asa said, when the, the battle began, as I said, was about to begin, as I said to God, God, it doesn't take you anything to help a person. If you want to help a nation, you can help a nation. It doesn't matter that those who come against us, that they have come with a million soldiers. It doesn't mean that they are, it doesn't matter, it makes no difference. They come with 10 million soldiers. These are nothing to you. It takes you nothing to help a person. Whom you want to help, you will help. Because the Lord will be merciful to those he will be merciful unto. And he will be gracious to those he will be gracious unto. There is no unrighteousness in God. And then they destroyed that battle, those soldiers. If you read down, you will see that Asa and his soldiers, God gave them victory and they overcame. And then when they now came to chapter 15, Azariah, speaking by the Spirit of God, he came to Asa and he said to him, Hear me, Asa. Hear me. All you Judah of Benjamin, the Lord is with you while you are with him. And if you seek him, you will find him. And if you forsake him, he will forsake you. That is God for you. If you seek him, you will find him. If you forsake him, he will forsake you. That is the way God does. But the climax of everything is that he said to Asa, Asa. Be strong and of good courage. Asa, be strong and courageous. When you begin to walk, your walk will not go unrewarded. You see, this thing, Asa said to, this thing that Azariah said to Asa, you remember that a similar thing had been told, had been told Joshua. When Joshua took over from Moses, and then the Lord came to Joshua. He said, Joshua, arise. Arise, Joshua. My servant David, my servant Moses is dead. 
Arise, you are going to take these people. You will cross Jordan. You will take them to the land I promised them. You have a, good, a big work to do. And he began to tell him the area he would that he would give to the people. He said to him, from this place to this place, Mediterranean, the land of the Hittites, to the going down of the sun, all these places I have given to you, a vast land I have given to you. And knowing that that land is very vast, knowing that there are enemies, just like you can see that we are enemies surrounding us. And God had to help him to quell one of them, one of the enemies. And here, and he told Joshua, I said to Joshua, Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. You see, when God tells a person to be strong and of good courage, means there's a reason he tells a person to be strong and of good courage. But you see, the courage a person will get in this life, a person draws courage from God's presence. If God is not with you, no amount of courage can save you. That's why he said to Asa, Asa, if you are with the Lord, the Lord will be with you. Asa, if you forsake the Lord, the Lord will forsake you. Asa, if you seek God, you will find God. And the same thing happened to Joshua. Whenever God tells you to be courageous, number one, he has the ability, God has the strength. You can draw strength from him. You can draw grace from him. You can draw power from him. The courage, the courage is because God lives. And because God lives, you can face tomorrow. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He told us, Asa, be courageous in the work of, you have begun to do. So whenever God talks to people about being courage, being courageous, being strong, being bold, it means he has something that that person must achieve. When God wants you to achieve a purpose, and he wouldn't want you to fail in that purpose, he will tell you to be strong, he will tell you to be courageous. This is what he told him. And then again, when God wants you to be courageous, you will know quite well that there are enemies that you will face. There are enemies. In the case of the people of Israel, as Joshua was leading them, Joshua would lead them to possess the land that the Lord Gave to them. The Lord said to Joshua, Joshua, everywhere the soles of your feet will tread upon, I have given you. Everywhere. In other words, as many places you can set your feet upon, those places I have already given to you. But you remember that the land you are taking belonged originally to some people. The Hittites, 
and all those other people. But I am God, because you know the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, and the world and the people who dwell therein. He founded them on the sea, established them on the floor. God is the landlord. God is the owner of the world. But he says, I'm going to root out these people from this land. You will take over. But those people you are going to take over from, they are strong. They are not walk, just, they are not just a walkover. So you must be strong. You must be strong. Because your enemies are strong. I have a song. One of the songs we sing in ancient and modern. <clears throat> it says, Soldiers of the cross arise. Get thee with thy armor bright. Mighty are your enemies. Had the battles ye must fight. Soldiers of the cross arise. Get thee with thy Soldiers of cross arise and take your armor on, strong in the strength that God supplies through His eternal Son. Once again, I sing. Soldiers of cross arise and put your armor on strong in the strength with God supplies through his The courage a person draws is from the strength that God supplies. So when God says, be strong, be strong, that strength is to be drawn from the Lord. Trust in the Lord, confidence in the Lord. Because ordinarily, man is not strong. Man is not strong. So there are enemies to fight. And because there are enemies to fight, God is saying, be strong. Be strong and of good courage. If you are not strong, if you are not courageous, they will defeat you. And you will be God. So this is the foundation of the whole thing. God said to him, be strong and of good courage. Because you have many adversaries waiting to swallow you. But because God lives, you will live. Hallelujah. Now, 
Without God, we can do nothing. Without God, we can do nothing. God is saying, be strong. Because if you don't depend on Him, if you don't cling to Him, you will be swept away. And He said to Asa, Asa, be strong. Let not your hands sleep. Let not your feet be moved. The work you have begun will be richly rewarded. The people you are leading, number one, they may be difficult. They may be difficult. Let's talk in the case of Joshua. Joshua was to lead a people that were, that were difficult. The people Joshua was to lead, number one, those people were difficult. The Israelites were difficult to lead. These were the people, number one, they disobeyed God and Moses. They spoke against God. They spoke against Moses. They made brazen, they asked um, Aaron to make for them brazen serpent. And they said, Behold, this is your God. Who took you out of the land? Who brought you out of Egypt? And they began to worship him. So, if you are not strong, if you are not courageous, the things that are happening may take you away. For example, in our society, in our society, if Christians are not strong, if believers are not strong, a lot of things will sweep them away. A lot of pressure will sweep them away. Some other people will sweep them away. That's why God would want us to be strong and of good courage. You don't look at the left, you don't look at the right. And in case of Joshua, he told Joshua that your strength can also be drawn from the word of God. If you look at Joshua, he told Joshua three times in Joshua chapter 1. Number one, he told him, Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Then number two, he came again, he said, Joshua, be strong and of good courage. Second time. And in that second time, he said, he said to Joshua, Joshua, your strength, if you want to be strong, and of good courage, then you withdraw strength from the word of God. He said to him that this book of the law, if you want to remain strong, I'm going to tell show you three things that will make you to remain strong. Three things. He said to Joshua, if you want to remain strong, number one, draw strength from the word of God. He said to him, this book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth. You will meditate on this book day and night. And if you do that, you will learn to observe all that is written in them. And then you will prosper. You will have good success. 
every person who wants to be strong in the Lord will depend wholly on God's word. Every person who wants to be strong and courageous in the Lord will depend on the strength of God and on the word of God. You will read the word. If you don't study the word, you cannot have strength. If you don't study the word, you will be easily swept away through the word. Let me tell you, if the word of God does not take you away from the world, then the world will take you away from the word of God. That's why we need the word of God in order to be strong in the Lord, in order to be strong and courageous. We must study the word every day. We must meditate on the word every day. We must apply the word of God every day. And then if we do that, we will never fail. We will never fail. You see, a lot of people delight in other things than the word of God. If you remember that the Bible says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor seed in the seed of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on this law he meditates days and nights. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That's just that. It's, it doesn't wither. So, if a Christian wants to be strong, if one of the things he will do is to study the word. Eat the word. Live on the word. And if you do that, you will never fail. You can see some people, some Christians, who can watch film for two hours and they, they are okay by it. Three hours. But tell them to go and study the word of God, read the word of God. They will not read the word of God. They will not. Now, the volume or the quantity of the word of God in you determines your strength. You know, he said, be strong and courageous, even speaking to Asa. The quantity of God's word in you determines the level of your strength. If you don't have enough word of God in you, you don't have enough strength and you cannot stand in the evil day. I'll give you an example now. You see, if the word of God is in you, when you are under pressure, you will succeed. If you are in trouble, the volume of the word of God in you, the quantity, is the thing that will save you. The volume of the word of God determines your strength. It determines the level of your faith in God. If you bring a towel and soak a towel in palm oil and you bring out that towel and then you begin to squeeze it 
You know, when you are squeezing a towel, you are applying pressure on the towel. I hope you understand. When you are squeezing a towel, you are applying pressure. So when you are now squeezing the towel, what, are you, what, what will come out of that towel? Oil will come out of the towel. The reason oil will come out of the towel is that that towel was soaked in oil. This is the way it is for every Christian. When you bring out the same towel and you soak it in kerosene, when you bring it out and you squeeze it, squeezing it means application or applying pressure. What will it bring out? It brings out kerosene. This is the same way it is for Christians. If you feed your lives with oswafiafim, film, and all those useless, useless films, they will be there in you in the subconscious. When you come to a critical period, when strength is required to be displayed, then you will see yourself, the things that will come up from the subconscious are those things you learned from Oswafia, from the film you watched. That's why you see some people, some Christians, who don't have enough word in them. When troubles come, some of them will consult native doctors. Some of them will go to various shrines. Some of them will go to other places and soil their hands because of the level of the things in them. But if you see a Christian who studies the word, and he gets strength from the world. When trouble comes to him, when difficulties come, that difficult, those difficulties that are coming his way means, like I told you, when you squeeze a towel, that is applying pressure. When pressure comes to the life of that person, you will see that the things that that person read from the word of God will begin to come out. We begin to come out. If a person, let me give you an example, a person who is waiting on the Lord for children, for childbearing, and if the person has been reading the word of God, studying the word of God, under pressure, he or she will, he or she will remember Anna. We remember how God helped Anna. So we remember how God helped Abraham. So we remember how God helped Rebecca. And as people begin to remember these things, strength begins to come. Strength begins to come because of the things they read. Because of the word they have read, which the word that is stored in their lives. So but if the person has not stored the word of God in his life, he cannot. He cannot. A person gives what he has, no man gives what he does not have. That is the way it is. So, we need to study the word. No wonder uh, Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed correctly, rightly dividing the word of truth. He knows at every moment the word to apply. 
the word gives strength. Every Christian who is conversant with the word of God, every Christian who studies the word receives strength. The word of God is God himself. Because in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. By him all things were created. And nothing that was created was created without him. The word was the life of all men. And that life of the world was the light of men. And that the light shined in darkness. Darkness comprehended it not. So when you see a person who studies the word of God, that person carries God himself, moving around him. Nothing can destroy his peace. Studying the word. When you see a person who carries the word of God, who studies the word, that person is the boldest Christian you can ever see. Because the reality of the, this life we live, you see this word we speak, it is life and it is spirit. The life of the word. And if you know again, you will find out that this word we are reading, like the Bible says that without it, nothing that was created, when you are speaking word, when you are reading the word, this word, by the word, all things we are created. This word refers to the word we are reading now. This word refers to Christ himself also. Because you know that Christ is the word of God. Christ is the word of God. And if you remember that in the beginning, the Bible says, Genesis chapter 1, what begins it? It's simply, in the beginning, God. Is it not so? In the beginning, God. He made, he created the heaven and earth. The earth was without form and void. And the Spirit of God was hovering on the face of the deep darkness all over the place. Until God spoke a word. And God said, that word, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Spoken word. God said, let there be light. And there was light. That word is Christ himself, Logos. That's why the word was created. The Father was there. The Son was there. The Spirit of God was there. And if you go to John again, John chapter 1, what began Genesis chapter 1, began John chapter 1. If you see John chapter 1, it tells you in the beginning, just like in Genesis. It says, in the beginning was the word. That word was good. So Jesus is, is, the, is the word, and that word can never fail. If a Christian studies the word, that Christian, and applies the word, that Christian will never fail. If you see something, sometimes we, say, we sing a song like this. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning, Jesus to thee be the glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appear. Word of the Father, appearing in flesh. Word of the Father. Every Christian who studies the world is as bold as a lion. 
Every Christian who studies the word is strong. So when God said to Asa, Asa, be strong and the courageous. The strength of Asa can be drawn from the word of God. The strength of Asa can, only, can be drawn from the word of God. He said the same thing to Joshua. Joshua, you must be strong and of good courage. But your strength must be drawn from my war. This law, this law, don't depart from me. Study it day and night. And if you study it day and night, then you will do according as it's written in it. And then it is only then you will have good success. Meaning, having good success, you will defeat your enemies. You will succeed in your reform. You will succeed in whatever you are doing. The word. If the word of God is not there. It's a pity a lot of Christians, a lot of people do not study the word of God these days. The Lord. And if you see many Christians, they will tell you that crusades everywhere, but you know in reality, the word of God is scarce. If you get to Samuel, the first Samuel, you will see how it is written about Samuel the little boy. The Bible says that the word of God was scarce in those days. And if the word of God is scarce, people will be sick spiritually. If the word of God is scarce, people will faint. If the word of God is scarce, people will be swimming in sin. If the word of God is scarce, people will be defeated by their enemies. The Bible says the word of God is scarce. The word of God is rare. There was no open vision. The same thing is happening in our generation. In this generation, despite the fact that there are preachings everywhere, crusades everywhere, but you know that the word of God is scarce. Pure word, clean word is scarce. A lot of people preach to people what people would want to hear. They don't preach to people according to the word of God. Who heap teachers for themselves who would want to who will preach them what they are eating ears would want. They tell them various all that in changing the word of God, making nonsense of God's word. But look at it. The foundation of God stands sure. That is just the thing. So in the midst of scarcity of God's word, in the midst of scarcity, that's why a lot of people. A lot of people are in slumber. A lot of people stumble. Because if there is no word of God, people will walk in darkness. You know that. The Bible says that the word of God, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Where there is no word of God, people stumble. Where there is no word of God, people are not strong. Where there is no word of God, where people don't study, people make mistake. That is the generation into which we have found ourselves, where people don't study. Some people just wake up in the morning, they just do small prayer, and then 
Study the Bible like they read newspaper just to fulfill all righteousness. And in that way, what have they learned? Almost nothing. So, if you want to be strong, if you want to be strong, please draw strength from the word of God. Draw strength. And if you want to see the light, if you don't want to stumble, draw strength from the word of God. Draw strength. Because the word of God is lamp. The word of God is light himself. And if you do that, you will be strong. And if you do that, you will live. Okay? Now let me tell you another thing. The prophet told Asa. Azariah told Asa. He said to Asa. Asa. Uh-huh. Asa, if you seek God, you will find God. I think you heard where we are here when we are reading it. If you seek God, you will find God. Asa, if you forsake God, God will forsake you. That's just the thing. If you seek the presence of God, God, will, you will find him. A lot of people don't seek God and God is not with them. I'm careful to compare as this first, Second Chronicles 15, verse 7 and the Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. If you look at first, Second Chronicles 15, verse 7, it, has, it says, this place we read, it says, those who seek God, that is first, Second Chronicles chapter 15, if you begin to read it from that verse 1, it says, those who seek God, they find him. Those who forsake God, God forsakes them. And then if you come to Joshua chapter 1, and you read it, verse 9 precisely, it is Joshua. That's why you need to be, cor- to be strong and of good courage. Because I will be with you. I won't forsake you. I will not leave you. That is to say, my presence will be with you. My presence will be with you. If you want to be strong in the Lord and to draw courage from the Lord, it means you will make sure that the presence of God does not leave you. That's why I said, if you seek me, you will find me. If you be with me, I will be with you. But if you abandon me, I will abandon you. You see, there's a way God does his things in this life. God, he wants you to do his part. He will do his part. Just like that. There's one song we sing. We say, It pays to serve Jesus. I speak from my heart. He will always be with us if we do our part. That's not in this wide world can pleasure afford. As peace and contentment in serving the Lord. Asa have been better than in this of your I love, I love him far better than in this of your I serve him more truly than ever before. 
I'll do as he bids me, whatever that costs. I'll be a true soldier, my post. I want to tell you something. God's presence matters so much. If you will be strong. If you abandon God, His presence will leave you. There was a time the people of Israel sinned against God. And God got angry with them in the wilderness. And God forsook them. Because of God, they forsook the law. And Moses began to beg God. Moses began to beg God. God said, I'm not going with you. He said to Moses, at the first instance, as Moses begged him, begged him, Moses, he said to Moses, Moses, you can go with them. I permit you, go with them, you can go with them. But I'm not going with you. Just go with them. That is to say, Moses, go with them, and you are on your own. I'm talking to you about God's presence for you to be strong and of good courage. God's presence. You know, there was Moses, go. You are on your own. Go. And Moses said, no. Moses said, no. He began to plead with God again. He pleaded with God, pleaded with God. He said, God, I'm not going if you, are not, if you won't go with us. I won't go. It means destruction. It means death and damage. And then finally, God showed them mercy. God then says, okay. Okay. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. My presence will go with you. Listen to me very well this evening. If you do anything and God's presence leaves you, when God's presence leaves you, you are weak. You have collapsed. That's the same thing that happened to, to I told you, it doesn't matter. You may be the strongest person on it. Have you forgotten something? Samson was a very strong man. A man anointed from the womb. Very strong. You see how Samson could deal with the Philistines. That will, he, would, he would crushingly deal with the Philistines. And presence of God was in his life. But at the time, he began to, he left God and God left him. That's why, sorry, Samson began to meddle with sin. As he meddled with sin, carrying a halot up and down, and then the covenant he had with God got broken. And then he says, We are saved. And then when he says, We are saved, they called him again, they came to him, Samson, Philistines have come, Philistines have come. Samson said, I will do like other time. As other time, he wanted to act again. And then his strength had left him. Strength had. God's presence, as far as God's presence is with you, you will be strong and of good courage. But once God's presence leaves you, you are in trouble. That's why he said, those who seek me, they will find me. Those who abandon me, I will abandon them. He told Joshua, Joshua, I will be with you. In other words, my presence will be with you. 
You have a lot of enemies. I don't mean physical enemies. We have, we have Satan as the chief enemy, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, dominion and throne. They are there. But I want to tell you something. You must be strong and of good courage. If the Lord be with you, no man can be against you. The Bible says, who that spared not his son, only son, but delivered him up for us. Now how can he not with him freely give you all things? It's a question. He said, how can he not with him freely give you all things? For who can lay anything at so the church of God? It is God that justifies. In other words, listen to me. As far as God's presence is with you, you will be strong. After all, when they say be strong and of good courage, what makes you strong? On your own, you have no power of your own. Have you forgotten that on my, I have no power of my own? I have no power of my own. I confess to you, Holy Spirit, I have no power of my So, on your own, you don't have power of your own. The thing that makes you powerful, the things that make you strong, makes you strong, when God says, be strong, let me tell you in reality, when God says be strong, it doesn't mean you draw strength from yourself. That's why the Bible says, anyway, maybe if we have another time, we go over to that one. But let's just do the introductory part today. God's presence, God's presence, as it's, God's presence gives you strength. So don't do anything that will take away the presence of God from your life. If God's presence be with you, you will overcome your enemies. God's presence was with Asa. And he put the enemies to rout. So, you see, one of our songs says, so you may see the importance of the presence of God. One of our songs says, I need thy presence every passing not what but thy grace can foil the tempter's power who like thyself my guidance they can be in light in darkness oh abide with me I need your presence God's presence gives you that's why I need your presence every passing hour what? But by thy strength thy grace can fall the tempter's power so when the presence of God be with you his grace can fall the power of the devil that God says, be strong, be strong. That strength is from God. And the, you draw it from his presence. The strength of God is not in you. If his presence is not in you, you will have no strength. So, please, don't do anything that will take away the presence of God from you. That's why Ephesians, Paul said to the people of Ephesus, he says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you are sealed 
unto the day of redemption. You remember that God also said, My spirit shall not strive with man, for man is man. So, he said, don't strive with my spirit will not strive with man. And the other one said, don't grieve his spirit. Because it is by his spirit you are saved with the day of redemption. So, don't allow God's presence to leave you. God's presence is the thing that makes you strong. Strong to defeat your enemies. Strong to defeat the devil. Strong to defeat the wicked people. We are in a generation of wickedness. We are in a generation where witches and the wizard operate. We are in a generation where occult people attend the church. We are in a generation where people commit atrocities and come to the church. No person detects them. We are in a generation where people come to the church with charms in their pockets. You see, may the Lord give us strength. And then you see the other one says, look at it. If the strength of God, the presence of God be with you, Satan, demons, strong men, strong women, witches, wizard, dominion, throne, and forces of wickedness, they are nothing to you. They are nothing to you. So, that is when you are strong. If you can remember the other stanza of that song. The other stanza says, I fear no foe with dear hand to bless. Hills have no way and tears no bitterness. Where is that stage? Where's grave thy victory? I triumph still if thou abide with me. Me no yaram gaia to jandirum amuna anya I fear no foe with thee at hand to bless. Ills have no way. You know, ills, pain, difficulties, armed robbers, occult people, agents of darkness, Satan, mommy, water, papi, water, brother, water, all living together. They are weightless. They have no weight. That is to say, they don't matter. They are not anything. You don't care about them. They have no weight. 
and in tears have got no bitterness. You'll be in a position to say, Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Strength from God. Brethren, huh, you need strength. When you say a person is strong, and if you want to put strong in the, ver- in the noun part of it, maybe if you maybe may call it abstract now, I don't know. But if you want to put it in the noun form, to be strong is strength, you get strength. That strength can be drawn from God's presence. Any person who misses the presence of God is in trouble. Any person who misses the presence of God cannot draw strength. And that's why the Bible says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Musa shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwells in the secret place. He shall abide under the shadow. You see, what does shadow do? Shadow gives you protection. If you, sometimes, maybe you are going on the road, and the, the sun beats you, it's beating you so hard. And then you see a shelter, maybe a bus stop, where they build a bus stop. And you want to be shielded from the scorching heat of the sun. You just enter that bus stop. You stay there for some while. So that you may have rest, so that you may have protection from the heat of the sun. God's presence gives you protection. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, as a man shall abide under the shadow of the Most High, under the protection of the Almighty God, that person will abide. But if you see a person, who has lost God's presence? That person will be going, you know. That person will be doing various things so that people will not know that he has lost the presence of God. But he has lost the presence. I hope you understand what I mean. Let me just give you an example now. You know that some people in the church have actually lost God's presence. May they still shout hallelujah. Before you shout praise the Lord, you shout big hallelujah. But some of them have lost God's presence. If a person, I'll give you an example, commits fornication in the night or adultery, and then on Sunday morning, maybe he commits adultery Saturday night, and on Sunday morning, the person attends church service. Is the, nobody uses a chalk to mark on his, his forehead that he committed adultery. I hope you understand. It's only people who have spiritual eyes, whom God opens their eyes, will see that this person has committed this sin. I'm driving to somewhere. I'm driving to electric iron Christianity. People who have lost. You see, somebody may have lost God's presence and he comes to the church because some churches, the church of nowadays is a church of jamboree. The church of nowadays is a church of entertainment. People come to church for entertainment and they forget that the church is a place where God's honor dwells. And that's why one of the hymns says, we love thy place, O oh God. 
Wherein thine honor dwells, the joy of thine abode, all earthly joys excels. We love your place, O God. Wherein your honor dwells, God's honor dwells in his thoughts. Then the other one says, it is a house of prayer wherein thy servants meet and thou O Lord art there thy chosen flocks to greet it's whenever God whenever born again people I hope you hear me those who are washed in the blood. Because the Bible says that we are born again, not of corruptible, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. We never, children of God, born again, uh, gather in God's presence. God is there to greet all of them. As we say, it's a house of prayer. We are in thy servants' meet. And thou, O Lord, that dear thy chosen flocks to greet. Wherever Christians gather, God comes there to greet his chosen people, to greet his chosen flock, a place where God's honored dwell. But these days, church is blind, though. Listen to me and hear the truth. That's why you look at people, the loose presence of God. They come into the church, they jump up and down, and nobody detects them. Somebody coming there for the person in the night, in the morning, he just, you see the person marching, 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 draw near and take the body of the Lord and drink his holy blood for you. Out, but because the church is blind. One day, by the way, one girl came to my office. Actually, I never knew her for the first time. One of our brethren at Abba directed that to me, and the girl just came in and Remember, I'm at the point of electric iron Christianity. I'm laying a foundation. So, the girl came to my office and stayed with me, talked all she came for. And then when she finished talking, she stayed for about 20 minutes and then stood up to leave. Just finished, of course, sitting opposite me and after talking, she stood up to leave. Immediately she turned her back to leave. God told me, Emmanuel, I'm telling you the reality. God said to me, Emmanuel, ask her, the pastor with whom she committed fornication. I then told the girl, you know, we are talking about God's presence. I told the girl, sit down, sit down, sit down. The girl sat down. And I asked her, Kedu Pastor Guinea Kwaliku. 
You know, I was specific. I didn't ask, did you commit fornication adultery with any pastor? You see, when God speaks to you, it's clean. Because once has the Lord spoken twice, have I had the power belongs to God. I said, which pastor did you commit fornication with? Immediately, she shivered. She said, this. And then she told me the pastor from Okuzu. Two of them went to Asaba. Crossed Okuzu, crossed on each other, went to Asaba. Booked their hotel and committed fornication, sexual immorality. And God opened the eyes of all of us, the church. And all this nonsense we cease. That's by the way. People who have lost God's presence, they fill the church. And uh, when God says, be strong, be strong, be strong, strength is not for them. There was one lady, even beautiful woman, actually, as far as I, physically very beautiful. She had three children. And once again, the first time I met her in my life, she came to my office to talk to me about a problem. Immediately she opened the door. She came, the, you know, sat at the reception, and when it was her turn to, to come in, she came in, she opened the door. And immediately she opened the door, God spoke to me. God said in Igbo, I speak to you the truth of God. I'm telling you, you know, we're talking about be strong and the courageous. And I'm talking to you how strength can be maintained. And he goes to me. When God speaks to you, we hear him in an accent, clear and still. And then she sat down. And as she sat down, you know, a woman I never met before, never met me before. When she sat down, the first thing we were allowed her to say, I knew, she said, Madam, I'm telling you the truth. I said to her, Madam, I'm telling She was confounded. And then she began, How did you know? How did you know? She opened up. She told me that. Even yesterday, that is the previous day. You see, even yesterday, that she went to a place called Ebuapu in Anambra State. That she went there, they did for her charms for fornication. That is touch and follow. And then they did for her. This one, this woman is a Pentecostal church woman, but I don't know how she drifted into this. But look at it. See, there was the one they prepared for her. And anytime she wanted to have a bath, she would drop some into the water. And then after bathing, there was the one they gave to her, she would rub like a cream. And after that, whenever she wanted to go out, there was the one she would drop on the tongue and she would go. And a lot of men would fall for her. I don't know. God, Sabi said, I'm not strong. God, Sabi say, I have no power of my own. I have no power of my own. Guide me, oh, the great redeemer, pilgrim through.
secretary then and then by the grace of God by his mercies I was praying so much quite by the mercies of God sometimes I would stay to pray I was covered six hours non-stop but that's not what I'm bringing to you I'm bringing to you that there was a day we were to go for a crusade at a place called Elofa. Elofa. Elofa is in Kwara State. And uh, being the prayer coordinator, prayer secretary, we and the evangelism team, we combine force for praying and fasting. And then on the first day of the crusade, before the crusade, there was one girl, one of us, I begged, she came to my office. But I don't know any, every time the girl will be coming to my office. You know, it was CD now, Community Development Day. 
Uh, she will come to my office. Every day, every CD, she will come to my office. And the uh, girl, every time she finishes coming to my office, my chemistry will change. I hope you understand. Listen to reality. The girl, every day, can go. But I was pressing, I, I said, God forbid, I will not sin against God. But her contact was defiling. So one day, I told her, when we were preparing for the crusade, I asked her, won't you go? I hope you will go. She said, no. I pleaded with her, I said, I didn't know that any time the girl wanted to come for fellowship, she would put on brass and iron. Listen to me. Because we are saying, be strong and be courageous. And when I began, I told you that you have so many enemies to fight. That's why you need to be strong and courageous. I told you that mighty are your enemies. And hard, the battles you will fight. So the girl, I told her, come for crusade. I pleaded with her, I pleaded with her as my friend concerned. He said, no, she wouldn't go. On that crusade day, all of us, we had a boss now, Nissan Ovan. The boss carried us. I was as prayer secretary. We would go the first batch to, so to water the ground. The first batch got there. And then, surprise, the second batch came in the night. Oh, and uh, I saw this girl oh, whom I plead. If I beg this girl anything in, in the fellowship, she refused. She would not agree to any other seat to any other person. I saw that girl. She came with them. Hey, I said, thank God. And as the crusade ended for that night, the next morning was, you know, couples will gather for morning devotion, praying, we will pray, 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 pray. And as we were praying that day, early mo- that morning, I didn't prepare anything to share with them. Immediately the Holy Spirit gave me Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor, to mend the brokenhearted, to preach liberty to the captive and the opening of gate to they that are bound, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord and year of vengeance of our God, to comfort they that mourn and to proclaim unto they that mourn in Zion to give them duty for art, the oil of joy for money. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They may be called planting of the Lord. The trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that the Lord may be glorified. And I immediately I read this from the Isaiah. The Lord began to give, give me war. I began to preach. The Spirit of God is upon me, and the Lord has anointed me. I began to preach on anointing. Emergency message. But by the time that the emergency message was Getting to anointing field everywhere. Oh, I never expected God would do that. Oh. And as anointing was overflowing, this girl, the power of God, came, carried her, <laughs> landed her on the ground. Bam! The girl began to say from where she was. So she began to say, Yes, I am so, 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 so. I was sent by the Queen of the Coast from Indian Ocean. And I've come to destroy you, you Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. You are the powerhouse of this fellowship. And any time we come to destroy you, there are multitude of angels guarding you. That's why we have not been able to kill you. You Emmanuel, you, 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 we will destroy you. We, the angels are watching over you. 
Ezia Ofodu Rwanti Andi Rono Wemeri Mandia Chuku Zoreso Ayele Borobusheka Kare Begin to make a lot of confession. Say a lot of, and then you know there's a way God asked. Eh? As he was speaking, speaking, and after there was a respite. And believe me, God of heaven eh, began to speak to the girl. Yeah, rebuke the girl, and you will hear it from the girl. And God was speaking to her. You, you idiot! You idiot! Did I not tell you on so 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 September not to commit fornication, and you committed it? Did I not tell you that day you went to commit abortion? So, so, so they all have at the hospital. Did I not tell you not about that child? The girl was speaking. You see God asking her. Did I not tell you not about that child? I will maim you. I will, if I have to maim somebody. Okay, would you say go for I will cut off your hand. I will maim you. I will maim you. I will maim you. Did I not tell you? And you went and committed abortion. You went and removed that girl. That baby. <laughs> you see, I told you that the church is blind. That's why somebody can, who is in the chapel, may leave the chapel, go to Kaduna, commit abortion, and come back, comes back, nobody knows, nobody sees it. God, God appeared to her, and by the time the girl began to speak, 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 then after God speak, had spoken through her, then you will hear the girl, you will hear her coerce voice. She will begin to be, please forgive me, forgive me, give me one more chance. Give me one more chance. I won't do it. Give me one. You hear her. Speak to you. I went for a crusade one place at the Hulabia. By the time that crusade ended, among the prayer warriors, the man began to say, Listen to me, brethren. You see, presence of God, let it never leave you. If he leaves you, they will devour you. And you see, I told you, the presence of God has left a lot of people. That is, that's why people are not strong. That's why the church is not strong. That's why competition everywhere, unhealthy rivalry everywhere. That's why amansiology everywhere. That's why politicking in the church everywhere. That's why currying favor everywhere. That's why hypocrisy everywhere. That's why licking of the boot everywhere. In the church. 
And because it is when God looks at the child, God God walks away. But when people who have God's presence are in the church, eh, darkness comprehended it now. Don't you have you know that who's on mighty words? and darkness had and took their flight. Hear us, we humbly pray, and we are the gospel they said not is glorious race. Let there be light. This thing, what we are saying is that every effect, the children of God are light. I hope you understand me right now. Light. When the children of God gather, there, there is light. And where there is light, darkness disappears. Mommy, water disappears. If, if you put it in you say, That's why I say, if you need you say, Everybody misses together, and then they shout bigger hallelujah or smaller hallelujah. Nobody's no sweet shoe except God makes you strong because the people that do know their God shall be strong and they do as You see, now that the knowledge of God makes you strong, knowledge of God. So, what those people practice is called electric 
iron Christianity. You see how electric iron operates. If it is 12 noon now or 1 p.m. just in the daytime and you are in your house ironing, you may not necessarily put on the electric bulbs. You understand? You may not necessarily put them on because there is natural light. The only, the only thing you will do is to socket the iron, put the iron in the socket, plug the iron and begin to iron your dress or your clothes. Do you remember? Certain times you will be ironing and then suddenly there is an outage, power outage that you may not know. So you may not know. You are still ironing. You are as you are trying to iron, trying to iron, trying to iron, the thing doesn't agree again. The thing remains. Then you now press the knob, the knob of the iron, for the light to shine. When you press the knob, you now find that and some people will say, Ndiala. I hope you understand. They say, Nepandial. Now, the expression of their frustration. Now, that is when they knew. But look at it. That time, there is outage. If you were ironing a handkerchief, or maybe one shirt, you may be able to iron that shirt or handkerchief with the residual current. With the current, the iron retains. You, you know it, it happens. You can iron your, your handkerchief. But the time you will know that Hamatan causes so cold, eh? is when you now finish ironing the handkerchief, you bring your jean skirt or jean trouser, you bring it into iron, quacker, quacker, quacker. You find out that it is not going on. Then you press the knob, you say, and there we go. Some people are like electric iron in the church. They will go to Presence of God, up go to Fadika electric iron edge the handkerchief. Handkerchief get fed. Can we not give this? Because you see, when true test of Christianity comes, you see then they compromise. But under normal circumstances, they will be rejoicing. But when election comes up now, eh, they will go and receive three, 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 three thousand and then vote against their consciences. When exams come now. They will do my practice in examination. Exam my practice. When they go for their businesses, eh, they will cheat in their businesses. Difficult is Abatago. When they go for various other things, you see them, they, they cannot withstand. The reason they cannot withstand is because they are not strong. Because those people who are strong in the law will be strong. Do, do you know the law will now be strong and do exploit. So now, when it comes to the time of doing exploit, they will not perform. They cannot perform. They cannot perform. See, you know, says, That thing is not onye. It's onye de regis. It's a question. Onye dere Jesus, onye gefeze, onye genye akabotande ozo. 
Onyegara Uwa Shendiro Iru Onyedere Jesus Nedere Yuzi But there's one stanza that says Yebunde Ayaya Ndiaroputara Ndi unisi ala to kwasi robi Meri di no buru Okolotoya Ayala imeri Nezi okuya In this sign we shall conquer the truth of the word of God. So, you see, some people remain in the church, but God's presence has left them, so they cannot be strong. Be strong and never be discouraged. Be strong and never be discouraged. A person who doesn't have God's presence cannot be If you read Joshua, you will find that in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. That the thing that gives Joshua, or will give Joshua eh, the impetus, the driving force to be strong and courageous is because the Lord was with him. The presence of God will be with him. And um, if you don't have God's presence, <laughs> exploit is not for you. And then, it is a person who does exploit that is talking about reward. If you, you know, this, we have been talking on the first arm of it. If you see the second arm, the second arm says, there will be reward for your work. I deliberately kept silent on that today. For today. For today, I deliberately kept silent until when we come to some, uh, maybe tomorrow, or uh, uh, if I have another privilege on Sunday. So you see, God's presence matters a lot. And it is because that, it, that God's presence has left a lot of people. And that's why the church is weak. Ordinarily, brethren, ordinarily, ordinarily, listen, the church, the church is the strongest entity in the whole world. The church is the strongest entity in the whole world. The church is stronger than government. The church is stronger than every force of darkness. Church is the strongest in the world. That's why Jesus said, Behold, I give you the key to the kingdom. If you bind anything, I bind it in heaven, it is bound. If you lose anything, it is loosened in heaven. I give you the key. And Jesus said, That the gate of hell Cannot prevail against the church. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an imperative statement. The gate of hell cannot prevail against the church. 
You know that actually hell has a gate. That's a, hell has a gate. And you can remember that Psalm 24 says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door, that the King of glory may come in. And with that King of glory, it is the Lord strong and mighty. It is the Lord mighty in battle. Why? He has broken the gate of wrath, and he caught the bars of iron asunder. The horses and their riders, he threw them into the sea. Now, gate of hell may prevail against any form, any force in the whole world. Gate of hell can prevail against the federal government. Gate of hell can prevail against the NMPC and there will be first scarcity in the country. So what we buy fuel in our nature is 450 and then 500 naira per liter. I don't know how much we buy here. Yeah. Because the gate of hell has prevailed against them. Sometimes you hear that ASU, Academic Staff Union of Universities, they are on strike. When they are on strike, you know why they are on strike? Gate of hell prevailed against them. Kofajam, Kwakam, they go on strike. Everything is closed. Sometimes you hear that Nigerian Union of Teachers is on strike because the gate of hell crossed them. Sometimes even teaching hospitals, they go on strike. Even doctors go on strike. It is gate of hell that prevails against them. When the gate of hell prevails against them, the gate of hell holds them in their oppression. And everything is halted. But Jesus said that this gate of hell may prevail against federal government, against state government, against North, Nigerian Union of Teachers, against us, against teaching hospitals. But that it cannot prevail against the church. That the gate of hell can never, can never prevail against the church. The word of the master. Hey, 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 don't you understand that where there is the word of a king, there is power. And who can say unto him, what doest thou? The word of the king says that the gate of hell cannot prevail against the church. It is church that is the only entity that has the capacity the audacity, the authority and the power to save the world, to save the nation, to save the state from this satanic embarrassment, embarrassment from the pit of hell. It is only the church. Let, us, let them do their worst. The church remains. The church remains. On one Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before Christ the royal master leads again the You see, on what 
Christian soldier marching as to war. The, the Gabanirundi, Christ, they can need your go. Obe Jesus, Buru Naganiruno. The cross of Jesus going, that is to say, that the cross of Jesus is going in front of the church. The cross of Jesus is going in front of the church. The cross guarantees the church victory. What is this gospel? After Ephesians, which gospel goes? Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. Colossians 2.15 will say, having spoiled principalities and power, he made a public show of them triumphing over them in it. And then a version called New Berkeley version. New Berkeley. New Berkeley version would say, having disarmed the rulers and authorities, he exposed them to public disgrace as he triumphed over them by the means of the cross. Through the cross, he triumphed. That's why I say, marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going in front of you, going before you. When the cross goes before the church, the world goes behind the church. Church be strong and the courageous. Individuals, members of the church, be strong. And of good courage. So, when the children, the cross goes in front, that cross signifies God's presence. God's presence. Cross. Cross Jesus. Presence of God. Oh, the cross. And if you, if you, if you begin to sing that song, you will see where it says that the gate of hell can never prevail against the church. They can never prevail against. They can never prevail against the cross of Jesus. So, for some people who have lost God's presence, this night you will come back. And if you come back this night, God's presence will come again. You will be strong again. Check and go to when God's presence is with you, eh? you won't you won't worry again about Satan and the witches and the wizard and mommy water and papi water. The reason they trouble people is when people live in sin, and you know that whoever breaks the Age, the serpent bites him. Let me tell you reality. Satan has got no power over you. He has got no power over you. You are the one who have got the power over the devil. Because I beheld Satan fall like a lightning. Behold, I give you power. To trample upon serpent and scorpion and over every power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means. Nothing shall by any means. Means whether by mistake or whether by accident. Whether when I'm sleepy. Whether when I'm awake. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Power that God gave to the church is excess. God gave, but sometimes you see yourself. Hey, let me tell you one negative testimony. About me. Nanagamante. 
one day, it's a long time, that time Okada used to fly. It's a long time actually. Quite long. So, I boarded an Okada. I told the man to stop me at a place called Silas Walks Road in our nature. Silas Walks Road is a long street. And the man carried me and was moving. And then the next house, the next house was my destination. And the, the Okadas, the fuel, finished, got finished here. I hope you understand. So the man, the Okada rider, um, alighted, and also I alighted from the Okada. The man told me, that is, he thought that I still had a long place to go. But I knew, so when he told me that, I said, okay, I went out with the money. And the spirit of God convicted me. Convicted. I went back to that, that night, I slept. When I slept, demons came and struck me, attacked me, wounded me. I'm telling you the truth. God, God is present here. Wounded me. It's something that drained my blood. What me? God knows I speak the truth to you. Wounded me severely. Because of a gun. Cadenilo five naira in those days. I am here. I suffered it so much. Suffered it for months. For months. If you break the eight, serpent will bite. But if you don't break, serpent has got no dominion over you. Don't you see where he says, where he says, Still let me ever watch and pray and feel that I am friend that Understand very well that I am weak. I am praying. But if the tempter crosses my way, he will never prevail. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Whenever you sleep in the night, mommy water attacks you. Witches and wizards attack you. You know what they are telling you? They are telling you who are you. Because you remember that, that those seven sons of Skiva. They went and they saw, they went to that demon, that demon possessed person, and said, In the name of Jesus Christ, whom Paul preached, come and loose your grip upon this, this girl or this boy. And the demon looked at the seven sons of Sceva and said, Jesus, I knew, yes, Paul, I knew, is a servant of Jesus, but you, who are you? They tore those people into pieces and they ran away naked, tore them. So, when you live in sin, when God's presence is not with you, you can say, eh, mommy, water, come on, go. Papi, water, come on, go. There was one young man I want to round off. Let me round off. In Kosor, rounding off. That young man committed fornication. He was attending fellowship. And then, 
he used megaphone. He would carry megaphone to preach. And after preaching with megaphone, my listening phone came from bed little. Of bread and bread, you just want to preach. Charlie and Anne say you go in so. Ogeruo, Charlie, Kwerekwa, na Ozema, Ozema, Alaza, Chinaka, Dekwansu. And after that, he went to bed in the night. Tell you the true life story. When he went to bed, a demon hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him, wounded him heavily, many blows, and then on the pillow, blood everywhere, blood stained everywhere. And then in the morning time, he came and called me. Yes. How my father me, eh? I hope you understand. A person who loses God's presence can never be strong. A person who loses the presence of God can never be strong. Ah, may God help you and help me. May God revive us. presence have you lost God's presence
In the name of Jesus Christ. Now tell God that you need his presence. Tell him I need thy presence. Every person. What better grace can fall that and I fear no fool with the unbelievers. If it's of no way, I know there's no miracles. We are destined. We are destined to presence you need his presence so that he can fall the tempter's power if he doesn't give you his presence when temptation comes you will succumb when sin comes you will give in tell him I need your presence I need your presence oh my father I need your presence I need your presence I am weak but thou art mighty. I beg of you, hold me with thy bread, powerful hand, and feed me with the bread of heaven. Yagadagada, ele yagadama ila, labreyege de sukusia, iyahas kapa, kalikete, iyagadama ligedegede. In Jesus' name we pray. Hope is built and nothing less. And Jesus, Lord,
In Jesus' name we pray. Lord Jesus, think on us. Purge away our sins. From earthborn passion, set us free. Make us pure within. Revive your work in our lives. Make by your mighty arm. Speak with a voice that wakes the dead. And let all of us as individuals, and let all of us as a church hear you. May we hear the voice that wakes the dead. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the church of God say, Amen.